this is this is I always have the most delayed intros to my podcast because I forget where what I'm doing with what is the date April 21st 2021 this should be better sound than the other last podcasts have been because I got some advice on what was happening with the sound and, and some other of the podcasts but there's a couple things with this well if any, with following the last few podcasts, I've been dealing with strategies. Well, all of them. 15 of the podcasts are all dealing with this big shift, this thing going on with Jezebel, thing going on that God's just shifting and changing what's taking place over the church. And then I'm dealing hardcore with Jezebel. The last one, I killed her and she's still not dead. <laughs> the chick won't die. It's like she just comes back. No, it just, I don't, I just mean that I thought that was the end. Uh, and I kind of got excited and then they just keep coming. They just keep coming. Jesus just keeps giving me new ones, new, new strategies, new, new podcasts. And I've been saying that it's because we're doing a book and transcribing a book, but we got vision on that too, which that's awesome is that this is actually a curriculum for my Bible school and it's looking really good. Not that I'm doing it. We were so good at this. It's looking amazing. And so I'm like, oh, this is making, because I knew that I was going to be building all of it with all the curriculums I have. But um, this just was not flowing as a book. So these strategies are coming out as a, as a curriculum to a teaching, which is going to be, I mean, this is so specialized when dealing with Jezebel. There's so many people that can't ha handle this teaching because, first of all, it, they need earmuffs and they freak out because of what I say. They don't comprehend it. Or they have not experienced this stuff in their life to grasp it um, and haven't had real bad things happen with people who have done things to them that would be the spirit or they're blind that it's that it that that's what it is and they don't want to know or they are operating in it those are the people that are just gonna you're just gonna have you're not gonna want to hear this you know and so I think eventually once all of this gets out I'm gonna take down a majority of these because this is such this is carrying such crazy warfare in the spirit i'm going to address a couple things that people have had trouble with this podcast so it wasn't recorded really really loud but it's loud enough to listen on your phone and i know that because i can and people around me can but i'm hearing from a, it's been well i guess just two that they it almost sounds at times that i'm whispering i can't be heard through it i know one of them she can even listen unless it was in her car like that's spiritual warfare people just so you know that is literally something happening technically because the enemy doesn't want this message out is petrified if people knew what i've gone through to carry the strategies to this level of jezebel oh my goodness yes there is warfare on this there's warfare on you getting free there's warfare on you hearing it and so the fact that people are having this level of problems with the with the sound is like it's crazy to me. I'm like, that's just freaking demonic. But I still did get some advice um, on what to change. So hopefully this is going to be better sounding um, and louder so that people can <laughs> blast it through whatever the enemy is trying to to shut, shut down with this. Um, and this is kind of funny. My friend's husband, who's the one that designs my book covers and is a sound guy and media media good guy knowing all this stuff was texting me advice on that 
I need to have disclaimers in my podcast because all you all it sounds like is that um, someone's punching the air when I start whipping. <laughs> and he said that you need to come in in the background and give like a commercial to it. <laughs> and he said he said that you need to be like an intro to Cool Whip. And like so cool whip, the Sarah's head just starts whipping out of the blue because he's like, I knew what was happening to you. We all know, but other people are not going to know. Uh, and then he's like, and then you just grunt. <laughs> I was like, I know. It's so weird. It's so weird. So I was like, oh, maybe we'll, we'll make some more disclaimers when it happens. Like, so people, yeah, who don't understand what happens to me physically uh, when I get hit by the Holy Spirit or I'm... I'm giving a word. It might sound like I'm punching really fast because, yes, it does. I've heard it through the pipe. It goes like that like because my hair is flying and my head's going so fast. It's so funny. That's why this is not on video, people. That's why. I look like a train wreck, and I am not putting that out on video. So you just can hear some weird stuff happening over here with the with the death of Jezebel. <laughs> so I hope this clears up sound sound issues and and also just enlightens people. Like you're trying to listen to these podcasts or you're sending them to anyone about Jezebel to get some understanding and some relational issues that you're having or stuff you're having in your life. It there is going to be stupid warfare on this getting to you. Just get that in your head. If you get sick the day it happens, you're not feeling well. I'm not putting it on you, but if it happened to you, you're going, oh my goodness. You're, you're, it's going to make some sense to you right now because I, I mean, it's just stupid. It's stupid what what the enemy is trying to do from just keeping this message and not wanting people to hear it. He's just terrified. He does not want, you know, anyways. Okay. Here's what I got now. Here's more, more, more things dealing with strategies. Now, what exactly this is going to look like it's not going to be like the other strategy ones where I was so detailed in what the spirit of Jezebel is doing through people and then I was able to biblically back it up in the last one which was awesome because I didn't even know I I was going to be able to do that until God downloaded everything but one thing that I know that I've just been thinking about kind of and uh was that well here we go I'm going to talk about the neighbor again (laughs) was that the idea was about okay with the other podcast, I, I deal with this continuously issue that I had with neighbors and especially one dude caught looking in my window and how this was the exposure of the predator spirit. You got to get caught up with it. But if you're following Sarah's memoirs through all her podcasts, you're going to know details of my life. The time I wake up, everything I go through, it's like I dump my, I dump all my crap on these podcasts. But I, people have to understand because this is literally a journey having to be walked out to be seen right now in the, in the spirit realm. So one of the things that was mess, what I brought up was that that the 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 teaching and doctrine that 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 you'll hear pastors talk about, love thy neighbor, evangelize thy neighbor. Um, the, the things that we are to do is the church to look and appear and love other people and do it this way, blah, 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 blah. And imagine that idea. If I was to be what I've been taught before by, by people, I was part of a, a, a church plant a few years ago and their big message was all about loving my neighbor. That was all it was about. It was about 
turning like your church into with your neighborhood like where you get your neighbors together you go over to them you invite them to church you meet with them you try to whatever it is i mean people if you've been to church one day in your life you're gonna know exactly what i'm talking about the teaching of the evangelism that you're to do and especially with like your neighbor and some emphasize it so bad and put guilt and condemnation on people who aren't doing it and make you feel super weird so just imagine if i was under that and i went and did that to two men in other neighbor in other houses that lived in front of me with women so I wouldn't have known and I would have assumed oh I'm just being friendly to my neighbors what these men have been have done the most violating and creepy things to me this is the, my point here is that with all doctrines and teachings we need to have discernment into the full truth of what we're being taught because what's the problem is is this is still the works idea that I am going to display God by being this way but yet I may have zero intimacy in my life have no experience of his power but I am good to bring casserole to my neighbor and always hang out with them because that is that's my ministry and here's what I would say to that I do know people a hundred percent their ministry is non-believers and and like neighbors like that they're good at it there that is what they're called to do so I'm not knocking this actually being done here's what I'm knocking lacking the fullness of scripture because why will we focus so much on our neighbor when we don't focus on our heart and intimacy with God first? It's the same idea of being chewed out about having community and like going to church. Like me and my dad got into it real big about Easter because um, he wanted me to come. He really wanted me to come to his church and I didn't want to. And so we get in like big old things about, about it. And because he always still wants me to go and I don't like attending his church because of issues I had with the men there. And, uh, we got into a big thing and he used scripture on me and, and it was, and here's the, this is why this messes with people so, so bad. So, so bad. Let me explain something. And I'm not calling my dad's church this at all. I'm just, I'm just saying in general, when we look at scripture, we have people attending churches that you have the leader doing crazy things, lacking full revelation, lacking even full truth in their teachings. Yet they're, yet they have, because you show up weekly to that pastor, so so that means that you're in this place of obedience to the word of God rather than the discernment to the word of God of the truth behind the teacher teaching you. That's where we're broken. Like we're broken in understanding, understanding that because the issue is that if I am walking through some stuff in my own life to where, you know, I already, I had had my own church and it stopped and, and transitioning and what it looks like to follow the heart of God when he says, okay, Sarah, now this is the new church you go to. I'm close to him and I'm going to know it. And if I was so bound by the word of God and not bound by his heart and his love towards me, but I'm just bound by what I read in scripture, lacking the fullness, God's heart and his voice to me, then I would make a decision to go to churches right now out of fear to find somewhere because of the idea that in scripture you have to be in church and in community and in this and in that and I'm like people it's lacking it's lacking I'm not and I'm not saying I'm not gonna like attend church and I'm gonna be against it no that's not what I'm saying at all I'm saying that when you're in a tight relationship with God you're led by him in discernment and discernment and your choices you're not bound by somebody teaching you something to go do this, this, and this, unless you know the fullness of it. And so here's what was crazy, what I felt like I was saying. These these teachings that people are, are lacking the fullness of discernment 
in some of the, these scriptures and how they're doing it or they're lacking intimacy or lacking just something over here, if they act on these things without discernment, it actually keeps the tie open if you're wanting to be completely free of these. Of, of And I'm just, here's, here's, okay, right now I'm saying completely free of stuff with Jezebel. The, the, these doctrines actually keep things open to this. Oh, oh God. Ah. And, and I'm only interested because I'm so specifically going after that in the spirit. But hear me correctly. With people who you aren't specifically feeling like this whole Jezebel or you're just not as open to it or you don't have the effects of it, you're still going to understand the points I'm making of how these doctrines, if you don't keep get them in fullness, and these are basic doctrines, people. I am not dealing with Calvinism and Arminian theology. I'm literally dealing with the Bible verse and what we're told to do with it. Very simple. This is a very, these are very basic doctrines that I'm talking about. So it's just a teaching. It's a Bible verse that's like, you know, that that's it. So this is not going into the, the theologies of, of, of faith that I've gotten into. I might touch that, but that's way more. I mean, that, that goes even deeper into understanding how that's taken out of context and how we're, we've misinterpreted it and we've removed things about who God is in that. I'm literally dealing with the craziest basic ones, like love thy neighbor. I think I'm gonna, I might talk, touch forgiveness and uh, carrying one's burdens. And here's what's interesting, because this is what God was showing me. He's like, this is the, the way that some people are getting tricked from being completely free of certain things in their life and people who are not to be in their life because of these things, especially if it's Christians, especially if it's your family, especially if it's somebody who you feel that you need to like, forgive, and, and love them. And they may have done some of the most crazy things, get busted and exposed for this, but the idea of grace, the idea of forgiveness, and and it's 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 deceived by its fullness. That's all that's what I'm gonna say. And it's not that I'm hardcore like judgment, judgment, judgment. I'm hardcore fullness. I just got a big issue when we go too far on both sides, you literally just get that where the spirit realm gets is accessed through where it gets deceived and where anything gets deceived in scripture if it's not taken in complete fullness you're just gonna not get a full understanding and the enemy uses scripture he'll use it so he will trick the mind he'll tell you you're not in love you need to love thy neighbor you need to do this you need to do that when when god's protection on you may be like yes in your heart you need to forgive Something that may have been done wrong, but in a boundary of me loving you and protecting you from this, you are to cut, you are to be done, you are to ignore, even, no matter their position, no matter who they are, like full blown. And that's where it gets really hard because you will literally have the guilt and shame come on you through the idea of God's word. And it messes with your head. It really, really messes with your head. And people just need to get, let's grasp the fullness of these things so that your heart is protected and you're chasing God's heart. You're not chasing the works in scripture that we're taught. You're not chasing that I display God just by loving my neighbor rather than, first of all, the first commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. And then love your neighbor as yourself. So let's go back to the first one. Like, let's go back to where your heart's so submitted to him. When you are in that place of in love with him, then when he leads you, you're going to know how to love the right way. Because loving doesn't always, you are not to be walked on. Loving doesn't mean it's all generosity. Loving doesn't mean you 
give and give and give in prayer and ministry because of that idea. Like if, if people grasp that who are in ministry or in these positions that loving, did you know the devil deceives that? Here's how he's going to deceive people like that. He's going to get you to give, 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 give into exhaustion where you then are removed from intimacy and purity within just God and God alone. And your value is going to come from that. And then what's going to happen? Power is going to come in. Value and identity gets, gets misplaced because you're doing and doing and doing and doing. And then what you, what, what, what it seems that you think you have intimacy because when you prayed for someone, they, they got hit by the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Like seriously, where people think that the display of power that may appear through them or through what they're doing around them would then show and prove that they're all good with God yet they're doing ministry 24 7 and yet they spend an hour with god a week in preparation for that ministry that's what you literally have pastors doing nowadays and we know that to be true people you need to know that there's literally pastors out there that don't have intimacy they have a good ability with communication they know how to study they've been to they've been and have gotten their theological degree or their masters in divinity and they've gotten all these things and then they're out there teaching and yet they're, they're, they're accessible in the spirit realm because they've gotten good at that. And then all of a sudden something happens where they're going to, they tap into something and it gets more and more hidden because they're lacking the fullness of God through the idea of ministry and loving thy neighbor. And then, and then you're losing the whole, the whole, and then, and then we're having them now get exposed. And if they're getting exposed, then, then it looks like God's blaspheming himself. Then what? Now we have people that are going to chew up the church because they think the church has represented the character of God. I, I'm sorry. The church is supposed to, but we're, we're lacking that in some ways. We're lacking that. And I want to teach people under these under these things to, to get it to the fullness. And it will set you free. I, I This will deliver you, people. This will not put condemnation and pain and, and things on you. It's going to make you go, wow. Wow. Like, it's God first. Always God. It's God. It's God. It's God. It's God. We have taken all the other things in scripture and put them above it and want to do that, 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 that. It's all doctrine, 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 doctrine. It's the, you know, or it's, uh, it's showing love through, through generosity, through this, through that. But Hey, look at the way she shows the Holy Spirit, her head whips. That's not even in the Bible. I show it by giving cookies to my neighbor and a pamphlet to love Jesus. Like I'm serious. This is what people would think. And I'm like, I could literally ruin it's it the, the, like to the bulk of what what is actually taking place because you're missing a huge vital vital piece that you don't have to do these works to prove your love you love him first have discernment and boundaries on the choices that you're making in in in, in your life and so i what's crazy is that i felt i heard carrying your burdens was a strategy meaning it's something that has been twisted of the idea of Christians and people ministry and the idea that that you are to carry and come alongside and and do this thing loving thy neighbor and these are access points that will keep an opening an opening especially when it comes to being free of the spirit of Jezebel and seriously I think with the idea that Jezebel is just only like a certain for certain people people got it oh my gosh I could probably any person who wanted to open up to me about their story or anything, I promise you I'll find something of Jezebel in it. Always, always. Because I know the, the, 
these signs of the spirit and knowing that it's the head of all these other ones that are underneath it, that's why I'll always figure out what it goes back to. And it that's where people need to remove the idea of just hearing Jezebel. Like you need to understand how I'm explaining the spirit. I'm explaining what it does, certain strategies. You could pull one thing from one of the teachings that I said of the strategy of manipulation, like I said before, literally in that one, you're gonna find every single person you haven't you've you've experienced being bound by manipulation in some way of your life or you've used it on people and bound them under them and abuse them and that right there that right there that that's going to deal with this in in a split second so you you every single person i could find out a route to this so remove the idea when i say the word Jezebel. don't don't put your little earmuffs on it's okay you can handle it and see this to the fullness of what of what i'm trying to explain here now so love thy neighbor is mentioned well it's mentioned in i think it was i don't know matthew something was the one i just said of the first commandment um is a great the greatest commandment and then, and then the one was love thy neighbors yourself then it gets mentioned in galatians 5 and then carrying one's burdens is in galatians 6. so when i put that together that you literally have both of them in these two things and i was like okay holy spirit's on galatians right now galatians 5 and 6 to break break this down so let's just see how 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 this comes out. Now, the first thing I'm just going to bring up with Galatians is that the main thing Paul is dealing dealing with, and he does call them false teachers, is um, the Judaizers are trying to put uh, add circumcision to the gospel. So they're wanting people to be circumcised, um, the men to be circumcised, um, and so. And it's crazy if you really look at like what he says and he's threatening at times about coming under this teaching and what it does. And he even brings up witchcraft. Yet we have more people focusing on love thy neighbor and carry thy burdens rather than the bulk of what this text is. And we pull things out of context. Like that's the issue. Like you're going to have someone literally like focus in on on doing this this and this for people yet you didn't get the whole context of what he was really dealing with what he is he's actually addressing through these and then he says these parts through it but his bulk of his message is not that and we're taking that and we're bulking that rather than bulking teachings on understanding um the full word of god and what it is to add law to him what it is to add works to him and yet, in in a way, when you add "love thy neighbor" to people, is the only is the big theology within these Bible verses. You just did that to them, because then you just added something they needed to do to display it, loving Him without the fullness of what God was really what what Paul was really dealing with. In this, was to actually bring freedom if they understood they didn't need to do those things. Yet people are actually pulling out of these scriptures things that you need to do. Yet we're not dealing with the heart issue of what's what's really behind this. So um, Galatians 5. So here's, I'm going to, there's going to be a lot of scripture in this, this again. People that know that there's random podcasts where I use tons of scriptures and then ones where I like barely, this is going to be a lot. So Galatians 5. And here's, he, he just first addressed it, number 6. He says, for when we are in, for when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love. And then go down to 10. 
He says, I'm trusting the Lord. Okay, hold on a second. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I want to do nine. Here's here's a here's a thing. Or no, you know what? Let me do seven, eight, nine. You were running, you were running the race so well. Who has held you back from following the truth? Hold on a second. Sorry, people. I gotta I gotta just pray for a second. <laughs> I gotta cut something. Feels something. I don't know. I just need a release. Something's backing this up. Okay. In the name of Jesus, I just thank you for this message going out. <clears throat> I thank you for this cl clarity, conciseness right now, articulation in Jesus' name. <sighs> Anything that's trying to push back on this <clears throat> right now, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you have my mouth. You take over this whole thing right now in Jesus' name. <sighs> okay. Did we need a disclaimer for that one? <laughs> and now we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Is this was the first podcast I didn't pray before. All the podcast people that you heard recorded, I prayed before the recording was turned on, and this one I forgot to. And it's not that I'm saying that like, oh, the devil's doing something. I just know when I flow, and it's very like quick. And I was a little delayed right now. That's all it was. So just so people understand that, it wasn't saying a demon sitting on my back <laughs> and whispering into my ear. I just know when when it's in me completely clear, and I know when it's a little bit. And the, the I was it was taking me a minute to to get a flow there. So <sighs> I'm back. Okay, let's see. Um. So number seven, he says when you when you were running the race so well. Who held, who held back from following the truth? Who has held you back? So he he's basically immediately accusing a teacher, okay? So he's bringing a message to, to the church. And here's why Paul had this. Had this. He, he started these churches. A lot of things I, I question with like 100%. Some of these people who want to name other ones by name before they got exposed. And you only do it through doctrine and you don't do it through anything else. Like you don't have that place because you don't walk in the fullness and so when you're lacking the fullness, what you're doing is going to be demonic when you're doing something like that. Um, there, there has to be an understanding of, of, of a person walking some stuff out in order to, to do that. It's why I say someone like Victor Marx, he has such a place to call out so many people because of his place that he's walked in of risking his life for, for the word. And when you've risked your life and you, you, you've been willing to suffer and go through some stuff and go after it to that level, it gives them authority to do it. Not just out of doctrine, but really just like addressing it. He's just calling it out. He knows somebody misled people in, in his, in the church. So then he says, it certainly isn't God for he is the one who called you to freedom. Um, and this is so crazy that he, he has to say that. Like, he's literally saying, it's not God. He's the one. That, I mean, that's like so, I mean, if people like put put the idea, like think about that. Like there's teachings that you come under that is literally using the word of God, is using the ideas and doctrines. And it is not putting you in freedom. It's not keeping you in freedom. It's just not. So then number nine, this false teaching is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough. One teaching to add circumcision that's one thing he, that this, these teachers were doing. Literally was stealing the whole reason Jesus died on the cross and removing him from it. And he says that. He says, then, you know, what is the purpose? What is the purpose then of Jesus coming if you still need to do something like that? Um, then he says, I'm trusting the Lord to keep you from believing false teachings. God will judge that person, whoever he is, who has been confusing you. So simple. I mean, and of course, this is not translated. Why, why do I interpret it? 
Well, no, trans. Well, translated in the NLT, the word "confusing." I wish I had looked at that in the in the original language. What that word is, it'd probably be really interesting. But he's literally just saying something that it's confused you. It's not. It's not a hundred percent making sense. And there's going to be judgment on the one who's teaching teaching this to the, to the children. And he's just trying to get them out from under it. But he's going to call out some of their stuff. He's gonna he's gonna address things of the heart and uh, and walking in the spirit. So number twelve. I just wish that those troublemakers who want to mutilate you by circumcisions would mutilate themselves. This is so funny to me. So in this text, though, he talks about love thy neighbor, but he tells these guys to castrate themselves and cut their balls off. So let's really put this into perspective, people, of the truth of the word of God, because this is this is a judgment thing he's calling out. He, you know, he, he's calling them for, and, he's, and he says, I, I wish you'd do it to yourself. You want to put this on the children of God. You want to put this on, on, on the ones that Jesus came for, where Jesus' whole body was suffered and mutilated. And you want to try to then tell these people to mutilate themselves. Why don't you go mutilate yourself? Like, that's literally what he's saying. And, and here's the thing. Yeah, I teach a lot about suffering. And yes, and Paul, Paul, Paul talks at the end of, um, I think, this, this chapter, the next one. He says that, that, his, that he has scars on his body representing Jesus Christ. Okay? So we know that the body in, in the natural world, through the result of sin, through the result of what we of having a devil and being here, that, that there's things that you're going to go through. But he's addressing a heart issue. Because if they are needing to circumcise themselves, then they are not believing in the fullness of Jesus Christ. Okay? So... And that idea could be, oh, to carry you carry your own cross through sufferings and stuff like that. No. When you have sufferings from this world and obedience to God, that means the heart's of purity towards him. When you need to love thy neighbor, yet not be open that you may suffer to love God, but your idea of loving thy neighbor, you just added law to your relationship with God by the idea that you have to do something and the natural that's going to be the display of your love towards God rather than in your place alone, in your heart's intimacy, your reverential fear of his word over your life, that you would display it through the fruit of his spirit, not through the actions of you in the natural world to other people. Oh, that's good. See, I told you I need to pray. It got me back in my flow. <laughs> that was really good. Write that down. <laughs> Oh, I impress myself sometimes. <laughs> um, number 13, Galatians 5, 13. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. Don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command. Love your neighbors as yourself. But if you are always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. Here's the mind-blowing thing to me. Is that I know and have seen people in leadership and in ministry who on stage display what would appear to be an anointing and power and accuracy in the prophetic. Yet they don't display loving my neighbor to who they will be in contact with, treat kindly, or um, open to. I've literally seen, seen leadership only want to talk to other people in leadership. <clears throat> it's a status thing. So, so if you are just someone who, you know, to them is not who they want to, you know, they, 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 it's, it's crazy to me. It's so crazy. It's so crazy.
crazy to me because it's literally like such a deception on scripture like this. Because you have people that are displaying all these other things, yet they don't display love thy neighbor of just literally treating people with kindness. Now, hear me correctly, people. There's, there's, there's a kindness and a love and discernment that will direct your ways in relationship in how you treat them. I cut a lot of people off, people. I do. And so you could say, how does that mean you love, you love thy neighbor? Hear the first part of, of that text. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, now, let me explain this to you. When the first commandment is fulfilled, that love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, him alone lives in you to understand and discern other people around you. So me being in love with God, knowing in discernment that he loves me, my choices will come out of his protection for me. Does it make sense? Now you could say, so So why would he say, as you love yourself? Because when you're in love with God, loving yourself is not narcissism. Loving yourself is knowing how much he loves you. Put that it correctly to people. Because it's understanding, not being in love with, I'm in love with Sarah. No, I'm in love with God. And I understand what it is to obey his word when he is saying something is not okay. Or this person has an agenda or this is not. And, and that's just the way I, I have to live. And it's a lot of it's because I'm called to deliverance ministry. It's what I'm called to. Not everybody has to live so tight with certain boundaries, certain how deep relationships get. It's because of what I'm called to do in those things. So I'm trying to explain this to people who, who can want and who should grasp this as well, that it is okay to have boundaries in your life to keep you, but it's to keep you in intimacy, not keep you untouchable from the world, okay? Just because you're a well-known person, you don't need to be untouchable from the world. Be okay to meet with the one person. Be okay to meet with the one person that might not be in leadership like you. Like seriously, like I don't have, like when people, when I meet people and they come into my, into my stuff, I go off of what I discern with them. If I could feel that there's something that maybe I shouldn't get close, give them my phone number. I don't just hand out my number. I don't, I'm a, I am a different with, with stuff like that, but that's because I have to be with boundaries, but it doesn't mean it's because I'm like, oh, I'm just so better. Like I can't like this, but you've leaders literally doing that, yet teaching love thy neighbor, yet displaying it that way. And then displaying gifts all, all these other ways. So now you come under that, you live like that. Guess what? You keep yourself accessible. Like you're not going to fully understand this, the bulk and the fullness to this stuff. Okay. Number 16, Galatians 5, 16. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Exactly what I was just saying. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives in these things. Let the Holy Spirit guide your life when you understand the fullness of the first commandment and the second commandment, what they are in the New Testament. Okay. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do what is evil, which is the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces constantly fight each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Um, but then, then he goes down to 19. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, lustful pleasures idolatry and sorcery hold on just let me say this sorcery that's witchcraft okay he's literally calling out somebody just in a sinful nature there he's putting it next to hostility and jealousy anger selfish ambition dissension if we got our eyes open people 
we got our dang eyes open and not being so scared and to fully understand what that means, what it means to tap into those spirits. He's literally putting it in the same thing of drunkenness, envy, division, dissension, wild parties. I mean, come on. We can't be afraid of understanding the spirit. We need to understand it. We need to want to know this stuff. We want to have all of this out of our lives and understand scripture in the fullness. So then he goes down. Then he gives the, the fruit of the spirit. Here's here's what we have taking place. The Holy Spirit produces kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You have that people think the Holy Spirit's fruit is power, prophecy, communication, status, titles. People just take because they say they're a pastor that this is in them. We, we, we need to understand what the fruit of the Spirit is. We need to see this is the fruit. Prophecy is not the fruit, okay? People, prophecy is a gift and a demon can also do it, okay? So let's see what, let's make sure we see what is, what is correct because the devil can falsely manifest th those gifts. He has a hard time fully mani falsely manifesting the Holy Spirit's fruit. Why? Because that's your heart. That's your heart. That's a heart overflow. It's a heart overflow. And so you're not going to see the pure, the pure joy on someone who is infiltrated by Jezebel. You will not see the purified joy. You're not going to see a purified peace. You're not going to see a purified patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Because you will see its face come out at some point and it's going to lose control. It always does. The spirit always does, people. So at some point, the ones that look like they may display in this situation over here, let's put them in a burning situation. Let's light their butts on fire, and I want to see what comes out of them then. Because if what comes out of them then is the real true fruit of the Holy Spirit, then I'm going to trust you. But if what comes out of you is a coping mechanism that flips its face, then I'm not going to trust your heart. Because then I'm going to see this is not in the fullness. And just because you look a certain way, we, we need discernment, people. Okay. Okay, I'm going to go now to Galatians 6. Dear brothers and sisters, if any other, this is one, is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help this person back into the right path. And be careful not to fall into this, this the, um into same temptations yourself share each other's burdens and in this way obey the law of christ if you think you are too important to help someone you are fooling yourself you're not that important what i thought was funny is from this is that there's just leaders i'd like to say that too they think they're just they do they think they're just too important and like that they just they 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 it's just it's just gross i could go off and off i've gone off on for 20 hours about this stuff that i'm seeing leader and the reason is is like i'm not trying to take down all other leaders people if that's how you hear me and what i'm saying or i'm judgmental here's what i am i am discerning i am discerning on people's characters and i'm trying to teach you to do the same i, I want to see god's people know god for truth that's really my heart like my heart is that you know god through him not through the display of leadership. I don't even want you to fully know. I don't I don't even want to be the big display of God to you because I, I'm not all perfect. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to teach you to get to him. Like get to him through this stuff because even though there's stuff off in theologies and the display of God and stuff like that, you can still get ministered by it. So I don't tell people run from it. 
like at all. I and, and isn't that true, Moira? You hear me tell people, don't mm-hmm. stay in that situation. It's fine. Like it's okay. You can get ministered through it. I'm trying to teach you to see in truth and purity through it, so that you have a higher understanding and you make sure to always go back to God because people are fallible. He is not. That's literally all I'm trying. It's not that you go throw in your towel and go out from under your leadership. Yeah, you go out from under the leadership of someone like Carl Lentz. Yep, get out from those. Get out from the celebrity pastors. I got no problem saying that. I got no problem saying when they are full-blown displaying lustful things of Jezebel. Yep, get out from under it. And And I'll say that. But when it comes to just like theology things or, you know, this and this, you will, you can still get ministered to. It's crazy. You have people who have uh, the the prophetic thing is infiltrated and the, and there's demonic stuff telling them stuff about a, another person and they can still get ministered to by it. It'll trip you out. And it's really true. And I know that's really hard to understand because you're just going to be like, yeah, but you know what? God, God, God has the head of the devil. So he, he, he will work how he wants to work. And so we just need to see above that stuff. We don't need to be in fear of all of it all the time. We don't need to like freak out. I've had so many, I've had so many people Jezebel in, in a uh, false prophet spirit, prophesy things to me. And not a ton. A lot of the time, it I feel like it gets blocked on them, and they usually say something weird to me, and it exposes it because I'm not really susceptible. But I've had ones who also were gifted, and they and and they would go in and out of hearing God and hearing a demon based on what their heart desired. And that's crazy to understand that people. It's true. They literally can go in and out of it because the heart's divided, and and that's in James, and that can actually happen. And so it, it, you you got to understand this. It's the heart intention. The heart intention can shift from that. It can shift from where you're, you are in the fruit of the spirit and all of a sudden you ain't because you got an unhealed heart, you've an unrenewed mind and you flip into something else and then it, it accesses it. And so, yeah, it, but you can still be ministered to through this because God's just, he's just still faithful. Okay. Um, now, number seven, Galatians 6, 7, do, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. So we have to put this in understanding. The first part of Galatians, he's literally saying, share in each other's burdens. Humbly call people out. Get them back on the right path. And we have people that share in each other's burdens. Come alongside and blah, 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 blah. And then he comes down and he says, he gets a harsh again. You will always harvest what you plant. We have to see the fullness of these scriptures. Let me give an example. Like, um, there are things that if you open yourself up to carrying stuff of other people, that it's being used to just fully attack you. And you're bound by the idea or the relationship with the person. And it you will literally spiritually pick up stuff that they have. I, I, I wish people could understand this. Some people, this will blow your mind if it makes sense to you. You could literally have where you go hang out with a mother, like a friend or someone like that, and they release something, maybe through narcissism, manipulation, abuse, how they complain all the time, how they may, whatever they do. And you walk away with the effects of it. And you don't know it. You don't know that it's literally piling on you and you're getting the spiritual effects from that. And here's a here's a good good example. Because of everything that I've been like going through right now, specifically, um, spiritually, just dealing with this shift and, and this big thing in the spirit realm, that I know when I'm more 
vulnerable. And so because I have that awareness, I know that I can't do, I won't do ministry. I'm not, I won't, I can't come alongside people like I normally used to. I mean, I was always the person everyone dumped on. Always. I was always picking up everyone's, you know, stuff and, and everyone would come to me for the help or the, uh, for the deliverance and all that. And, and to, to be that in tune and aware that there are times that you need to put boundaries on your life based on maybe something that God needs to do in you, walk you through, and you can stop loving my neighbor and carrying other people's burdens. And, you know, so, and God should, like, I had a friend's mother die recently, and this was a really good friend. And, and normally how I would handle that is to have been there and like prayed and dealt, helped her deal with the grief and do all that. I can't even text about it to her. Oh God, I feel it when I say it. God has literally not even letting me do that because he's He's saying, you're, you're extremely vulnerable. There's stuff you're already going through. You can't come alongside things like this right now. And it's going to look like you're not a good friend. Like I, I've lost, not lost the relationships completely. They'll, at some point though, I just stopped talking to a lot of people. And because I knew they were, they were enduring things. I had too much to where I can't, hear what you're going through you know i can't i just can't and uh I, I it's a hard for me to like sit there and like hey i'm gonna go here be there for you and support and yet i can't explain to you i'm running from a territory <laughs> like i can't explain my life and i keep saying this i can't explain it so so god's literally shown me you're gonna do the opposite of what everybody thinks ministry should do because what you're doing is higher between you and me and bigger results. And if we understand God in that way, you understand that the word of God, there's so much revelation in it that when you love him with your heart, your mind, and your soul, you will have boundaries and understanding the things that you're taught by teachers, okay? So he's literally told me you can't come along. And no, and I could with certain things, with people who are really walking out this thing like, you know, the ones I've referenced with the predator and her ending relationship with her dad. Um, I can, was, I'm able to support and be alongside discerning things with that with her. I have a grace for that. So you need to understand when God graces you for something and when you're not graced for it. And he may not grace you to be around your family. He may not grace you to be around the leadership that you assumed was impurity. You might not be graced for it anymore. You might have feel the effects that you might realize that you, they have intertwined, affected you, stolen from you, hurt you, and things aren't in the way that you thought that they were. And it's okay and we can't feel lonely. Because if we get just our value from doing these things of helping other people rather than our value from ministering to God and knowing the truth of his word, then you're going to you're gonna just be out of kilter and you're going to come under spiritual stuff of heaviness and oppressive things and you're not going to understand why. I mean, God has made it clear as day to me. I'm not allowed to comfort my friend and pray grief off of her. And that, that God was literally saying, you'd feel it. I feel the effects of, of, of her grief. I'm too vulnerable right now. And I just can't be a part of it. And it would it would hit me too much. And I'm just not to be that person that it's expected of me. And I think it's because I know it's expected of me because I'm the one that could deal with this stuff for these people. I have to really fight through my things that would come on me through condemnation. Like this is a journey for me as well. It's what I'm learning. I'm literally learning these things from God because I've never had to learn it to this level of boundaries understanding what you can do in in these in a certain periods of your life enduring to the level i've endured physically this last year and what my 
just dealing with so much sickness and stuff of, of the capacity of and when when God says like stop and like we just have too many people who are who aren't talking and hearing God like that you're just hearing scripture that you think you need to do to prove you hear him good too dang it okay Galatians 6 8 those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from the sinful nature, but those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the, sp- from the Spirit. I mean, how much Paul talks about like living in the Spirit, removing the law, all, all the things of, of understanding just the freedom, freedom within it, and the effects he's saying when you're not in it, when you're not in those places of walking in the Spirit. And the crazy thing is, is you see this man, his being always suffering, always getting his butt kicked to present something to the church of freedom. Like it's mind blowing when you think about it. Like it's mind blowing that that message that he carried of trying to bring people free of what they would do of a works mentality, but to know God in his fullness. And you know, that just people were out to murder him. Like the word of God is so opposed. The fullness of the word of God is so dang opposed to being taught in full truth with not with not partial truth. And when I say partial truth, it's lacking full revelation, the context of, of a scripture, and, and, and in intimacy by the teacher who lets it come from God and knowing the word. Like you need it all. You need it all. We can't have just the narcissistic leaders who just like the power that they that they teach and are good at it, whatever. Okay. Galatians 6, 12. Those who are trying to force you to be circumcised want to look good to others. They don't want to be persecuted for teaching. <laughs> this is my point. That the cross of Christ alone can save. He's saying that they would be persecuted the same way he's persecuted. So they want to look a certain way by teaching something extra. Do people understand that's what we have in, in, in the messages today that are so watered down? Is because it looks and it gets more accepted in a bigger audiences. Because the opposition on the true word of God would call for a life so submitted that you would have to be okay to not do ministry for a year just because of being in love with God and not needing your value from it. Like, it's so simple of like, and you just don't see that. You don't see people ever pulling back. Like the fact that people here in Orange County were trying to release all these revivals through the coronavirus. And I applaud your heart. Uh, it was all over the news. And, you know, they're, they were act, saying it was like the Jesus movement and all these people getting baptized. And here's the thing. Like, I applaud the heart behind it. But what was taking place in the spirit realm, revival can't hit impurity until a shift takes place. And I know that. I know it. I know it. I know it. And when everyone watches it happen, you're going to go, oh, she called it out when she's by herself with nobody in her apartment. She still knew and more than these big leaders knew. And I'm going to be like, told you. I told you so. (laughs) Just watch, people. There was, that was a man-made revival. It was counterfeit, people. It was counterfeit. First of all, it was illegal. Okay, people? It was illegal. And, uh, And everybody said it's a persecution. No, we are not the persecuted church right now. And we were reaping what we were saying. So it, it was illegal. You had the, the police. There was tickets happening. And we're, we're doing it in the idea of pushing against the devil's agenda. It, if people understood the fullness of what was taking place, that's going to come in this next season. Have at it at that point. Go head to head with the devil. Go have your revivals. It, ha- it was not time for that. And here's how we know it. It fizzled out. 
fizzle out, people. People stopped showing up. They kept trying to make it happen. They kept trying to have the meetings, kept trying to, to set it up and do it. And look, it's not happening anymore. It only happened for like a few months, right? So so we have to then, let's see some clear, just yeah, come on. Like, this is a good point. If, this, if that was true time of real, real release of full blown the revival that, that, that would, it would have kept going. Like, I saw revival taking place at the stuff that we started doing a couple years ago. And, and by that, I just mean power begin to increase big time, big time. We're seeing young kids getting laid out, getting, getting tongues, getting, getting things that took me years to see happen. Like just, and it was sovereign move of God. It was crazy what was happening. But I always, but I, you know, I came through this whole period of seeing that was a glimpse of something. God was just doing something of the big picture. And so we need to we need to make sure we see everything in the fullness of it because the time for revival was not during the coronavirus people. And it was we have to walk this out. We this whole thing had to shift and then when it is his move and his move alone and not leaders arguing over who should have been in what cuz I knew that was going on. <laughs> I always hear things through the through the grapevine even though no one knows knows me. I hear about stuff cuz I know people. God just keeps me hidden. But I know that there was there was some stuff and you know that's just so funny. It's so funny that something of power turned into issues with leaders and who wanting the platform, who getting I mean deep down that was going on and I know it. And that witchcraft dude that I talked about that I know is headed to hell in a handbasket. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. I'm going to stomp on his grave. And I talked about this a few a few podcasts ago of someone who I know operates in full-blown witchcraft and I've dealt with him cursing people in ministry. Okay. He was at that revival laying hands on people. Can you believe it? And I was, I was like, oh my gosh. If we had things in purity and discernment, we have the devil prophesying at this revival that is supposed to be. And he was, in, I just, this needs to like, people, you have to get this, what's, what's taking place right now. This is not a, all right. And it's not okay. And the people that just, you, it, I think the, the people who would struggle would be the leaders that I'm saying, like you couldn't, because you would think I got a bigger platform for her. Who is she? Who is she to call? I'm, I've been, I've been in this stuff for how many years? Blah, 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 blah. Just wait, just wait, just wait. I'm going to blow your crap up. I'm going to blow it up. <laughs> I'm going to come out with guns blazing out of the blue. And you, everybody's going to go, where'd she come from? Because Jesus is, is behind this. He has shown me I know this stuff. I'm not saying their names yet, okay? I'm just saying it's out there. And uh, I'm going to come out of left field, people. <laughs> when God releases me, I'm going to fly out of the closet somewhere. <laughs> and he's going to let me let me deal with, deal with this stuff in the, in the real way it needs to be dealt with. Because we, I am so just, I think I'm just so hurt for God that he's, he's had to watch, like, so many children just like be so misled by I think it's just like it makes me be just so ugh, like I just feel so sad for him <laughs> I just do I just do if people understood it's why I'm so aggressive it's not because I want the platform myself no I want God to get his platform I want him to have his platform I want to see what he what what he gets all the glory for this stuff I want to see him be the one that, that gets it we, we got to get the demonic glorified out of the church ugh. Stop on it. Okay. 
How long are we? How long? Almost an, almost an hour. Okay, Galatians 6. I'm almost done. Uh, Galatians 6, 12. Okay, I just read that. 13. And even those who advocate circumcision don't keep the whole law themselves. <laughs> God! <laughs> Jesus is like... Yeah, he just it's like he makes these points so good. They only want you to be circumcised so they can boast about it and claim you as their disciples, people! People, people, people! This is so good! This is so freaking good! Ugh. Okay. As for me... May I never boast about anything except the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because of the cross, my interest in the world has been crucified. And the world's interest in me has also died. It doesn't matter whether we have been crucified or, or circumcised or not. What counts is whether we have been transformed into a new creation. May God's peace and mercy be upon all who live by this principle. They are the new people of God. We just have so many, so many people looking at their acts and their things of the, the, that they know have been taught to them of doing. And it's literally like the idea of circumcision and it's removing the truth of the word of God and the heart intention of people. I mean, you just have, you literally, you, okay, so it makes, okay, so my mom's family was Catholic, so my grandma was super, super Catholic, my mom's mom. Um, she went to mass every day, she was hardcore, meals on wheels, always doing charity stuff, um, doing these things, and this is what you'll know, in Catholicism, it's really big on acts of service, they're really big on the things that you do proving and that's what gets you to heaven even though you might go to purgatory and the, the in between and like all those fears like behind behind all that all that stuff and you literally have the same idea that people are doing with scripture and just think that oh because it's not no we're doing the same thing we're using literally doctrine in texas and then you if you do this this proves you display it yet behind the scenes there's all this crazy stuff going on and never the fullness of all this stuff. But it's there's the acts. There's acts, at least. There's there's what would look like, oh, they're this and that. Okay. Then he ends it. From now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these things. For I bear on my body the scars that show I belong to Jesus. He's like over it. He, he's, like, he's over to he's Like, he literally is carrying the scars that show he belongs to Jesus. Like, what if you carry the scars that show you belong to Jesus? Like, is that okay? Is that why, is it is it okay then that I could teach that it, a suffering experience in your life may cause what would feel like a scar, but man, it's going to bring you to Jesus' feet if you let it do and be the fullness in what it can be when you walk through it with God and not through the idea of being counseled by a pastor and being told what to do through scripture. How about get on your knees before God, let him speak to you through his word, and get out the idea of legalism and works and circumcising and cut, cutting your balls off. Because here's what's happening. The devil's cutting your balls off. <laughs> That's what's happening. <laughs> so, anyways, if you put all this together, here's, I'm going to close it down. If you put all this together, I am looking at this whole thing as, as a strategy, meaning if we don't have this in full understanding, these things we get taught, 
it will make you accessible of the effects of the enemy by the idea of works that is through scripture. And that's what it'll do. It'll keep you bound in certain relationships. It's going to um, keep you open, accessible. You, you don't want to, you need to understand the fullness of carrying one's burdens and what that really means. And when it's time that you need to back off and not be. Um, and when you need to put up boundaries and, and things like that. And that is, that is another thing that has to be, this has to be another area that gets dealt with to really get this spirit out of people's lives. Get it out of the church, get it out of the, the light, and to grow your discernment and your understanding of it. Um, all right, I'm, I'm done. I think that, I don't know, that there's more strategies than this, they'll, they'll, they'll come up. Hopefully, I just need, I need Jezebel dead. Jezebel needs to die. I'm so over this. I keep saying this in every podcast. <laughs> all I say is I'm so over this, over and over and over again. I'm so ready for this for this shift. All right. I'm just going to pray. God, I thank you just for this word to go out, Father. Thank you that this, this, this thing has taken place. This shift is happening. Discernment is growing. People are understanding what's, what's being broken off the church, that the ties of this Jezebel is, is coming down. It's coming off. People are, are getting it. And I just pray this flip finally. Just can it happen? Can we have it happen? Please. Um, and the people that need to cut ties, during and through this shift that um, I know there's such crazy backlash. Like, I just know it. I know so many people are going, going through so much stuff that are experiencing this themselves and getting free of this in their own lives and just the backlash that is happening and just the pressing through of it because there is going to be another side where everything will hit and everything's going to open up and the promises are going to come and and the, the shift of the atmosphere is going to take place and, and things are going to are going to transition for people and the ones that, that are in that place waiting for it, the fire is on, on them worse because because of what's going to take place. Um, and then when that flips, we're going to have the fire. The fire is then going to hit the, the people tied to Jezebel. So right now, the people not who are who might have experiences and be hurt and infiltrated by this spirit through other people, but their impurity, the fire has been on those people. And because of this flip. And then and then, and then then the fire is going to hit the others. The fire is going to hit those who, who, are, who are being used by this spirit. And are the ones that have been, you know, attacking the people in leadership, the ones in purity. Those are the ones that are literally being affected by the, they're the ones that are enduring the fire because the enemy knows it's losing that power that they've gripped the purity, the people in purity, or they know the rise up is about to happen. So that fire is in that arena like it's been on me. And then when that flips, I'm going to be out completely removed from all the backlash, all the, the warfare that I've endured for so many years. God has told me the promise on my life is that I will not live the second part of my life that way. And as much as I talk about suffering, I know that there's promises on all of it. Any suffering you get, you get the fullness of it. So I know all of it's going to flip off of me and I'm going to come into like a space where I'm not going to always teach on or talk about the fire that I'm in when this flips. And the fire is going to come on those people. Fire is going to come on those leaders that, that actually got a bunch of good things from their faults stuff. And, uh, and, uh, when I was sitting in my little poop hole of a corner dealing with so much crap to get into, come into this place of where God is really taking things where when they were getting glorified by demonic stuff, it's going to just flip on them and it's coming. And, uh, and, uh, we're, we're going to see, we're going to see it take place. So that's it. That's all I got. Hey, that's good. At least I didn't get prophetic words on the business deal. That means it might be better. <laughs> Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Okay. Goodbye.